fixate and then and then it's just over. <laughs> it's just like in a it's, very abrupt. It seems ending. like it should continue. It should. I don't know if there's really a way to fix that. That's all right. Well, I mean, we're just trying to get people's me. attention. They catch me mid-scream, like humming the song. So I might have <laughs> unmuted it, so maybe they heard yeah. you in the background. Thank I don't you, know. I appreciate uh, that. But one of these days, they're they're going to get you. They're going to get you. <laughs> you are going to. They're going to. Everybody's going to hear you screeching and singing or something. Whatever. Well, it's, you can't sing it because there's no background. words. <laughs> so it's just we like can create a, words for it. Yeah. <laughs> okay then. Hi everybody. Good afternoon, <laughs> and welcome back. Welcome to live from Rabs from inside Rabs Country Lanes. Uh, we are inside. We're inside. We're inside. Um, we're inside, and we're on the low end. We moved down yesterday. Kind of like it down here. It's a different, uh, different perspective. The difference is we are closer to Jimmy and Michael. Yes, and they're a little noisy. <laughs> we were, yeah, we were, we, 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 well, we did say at some point we'd meet, but they halted on this project. You know, when Jimmy wants to start something, Jimmy has to finish it. And uh, when he gets it in his head, he's going to make it happen, which is, which is one of the reasons why we love him. Jimmy, what, there's a hole, in, there's a hole. What's happening here? What are you, what are you guys working on? Come and tell us what you're working on, Jim. Come over and say Hello. <laughs> You, you can stay there and tell us if you want. So lane 19, the gutter is out. This capping. You got to keep coming. Keep you got to get behind us. You got to go coming. behind Come us. Here. This capping right here. Keep going. There we go. There we go. The gutter capping. What I'm working on is about 10 degrees out of level, all the way halfway down the lane. So when you bowl it, it looks like it's crooked, which it is. So when you say out of level, you mean out of level side to side or side, this way? Side to side. Oh, I thought maybe you could tilt it a little bit that way, and then the bull will come screaming up faster. <laughs> no, it's just a cap. It's not the lane. We're not moving the lane. Oh, just a cap. Okay. All right. We don't want to. Uh... Yeah, it's not the lane. It's just the capping. It was bothering him. So, of course, that was bothering him. And the, and the, gutter, and the gutter there was, you, you said, was sinking? The lane machine would catch on the edge of the gutter because it's too low. Yeah. Right. All right. Well, there you go. That's an update on uh, <laughs> one of Jimmy's project. On Jimmy's project, lane nineteen. The gutter in lane nineteen. The pro shop is coming along. Uh, painting should be done within the next two days. It is a big project. It's just stuff everywhere. It's moving a lot of things. Um, but we're happy with the way the colors came out. It looks nice, and uh, we're going to do the floors after we're done painting. And uh, then maybe we'll take a little sneak peek picture. Okay. Whatever you do, you're going to take with you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and there it is. Uh, yeah. That is what it is, right? So happy uh, Monday. Happy Monday. It is Monday. Um, you know, Naz, I actually just looked and saw that that says day 49. I don't know if, I think I changed it today. Uh, 30, what's 31? Yeah, that's right. This should be right. I mean, if it's not, oh well. It's off by a day, maybe. I think so. Can't imagine it will be off by more than that. I'm sure somebody will. Uh, I'm sure somebody will update it. Oh, that's well, right. It's episode days. forty-four. It right. It's five days. Episode, so it's May the fourth, and it is episode, episode 44. forty-four. May, May the fourth be with you. <laughs> oh, for those Star Wars fans out there, happy Star Wars Day! 
it's not it's not Happy May Fourth. It's Happy Star Wars. Happy Day. Star Wars Day. Yes, I'm an old school like the original Star Wars episodes. I mean, I've seen some of the newer ones, and they you know they're good, but I'm like the old school episode person. So I, I, we're fans. We 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 like, uh, and it's funny. My, Anthony and I, uh, after all the new ones, we had missed a couple of, of the new ones in between, so we went back and watched them. Right. Uh, you should do the chronological order watching. I think it's, I will it's do hard that. because you're watching new, you're watching all this new animation and then the old animation. Right. I will tell you though, it puts the story into a because really it goes back, right? It goes back. It goes. The story is here, and then it's the, the newer episodes are the prequel. Yeah. And then you got the afters, and then you got the in betweens. So I will do a chronological. I believe it's a fun exercise. It's fun to to go to when go I back have more uh, days to waste. I actually billions was uh, back on last night, oh. and I am of season and a half behind. Okay, so I am now uh, going to catch up on billions because I really did like that show. I that's never a got into it. That's a very good uh, pitting of good against evil, and you never know which is good or evil. So, you know, it, it, I, I like that show. I like How it. far did you get in Money Heist? I got through two or maybe three episodes. Okay. Um, you can't stop. You have to keep going. Yeah, keep going. I, I, I'm going I'm to keep it's going. Good. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to split it between that and Billion. And the same thing with that show. You know, you want to not root for the bad people. Yeah. Right? You, you want to not root. No, no. You are. You're, like, yeah. you're rooting for them to do what well, they're doing. Well, because they set you up at the beginning by giving you all their kind of backstories. So you kind of, you know, it, it's kind of hard to dislike somebody when you, when the more you know them. Yeah. I think. So it's, it's one of those shows. It really has. I've sat on the edge of the seat almost every episode as you go because you want, it's almost, you, you want more, but you don't know. Right, you don't know which road it's going to go. You down. don't know, and it like Ozark was the way. Yeah, but the way that this one works, like there's the plan. They have a plan set in motion, right. and they've been so far ahead that all of a sudden there's a halt, and you go, "Oh wow, did they not think of that?" And then right. how do you get out of this? And but they, it's written so well where they do a good job at making you really think. Yeah, and the, and the, oh, uh, <laughs> the fact that it's dubbed that that didn't even strike me. Yeah, the first cup, the first episode of watching, I actually thought the. So it's a so Money Heist is on Netflix. If anybody hasn't watched, and it was originally it's filmed in it's filmed in Spanish. It must have been on a Spanish network and then brought into Netflix because you could tell by the way that the the episodes are numbered. They're a little off from what was published and then what appears in there. Um, is is like billions good against evil. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Real nice, <laughs> real nice. Um, so when you watch the first episode, if you don't know, they're talking Spanish, but it's English dubbed over. Right. I had to actually go into my settings and change it because I was like, I'm not watching subtitles. No, no, I no. can't watch the picture and then read that. Yeah. So the uh, but so I it makes you think that it's out of sync. So at first I was getting ready to exit Netflix and come back thinking right. that just the voice. And then we realized it's happening. Right. Oh, so good, though. The, good. you do get some subtitles because they leave some yes. Spanish speaking parts. My favorite subtitles. <laughs> Are the dumbest. So the police vehicles are there. Policia oficial. You know what it is. Right. But they put a subtitle, police. Say what it is. Right. Well. <laughs> so we laugh every time we see it. They're covering those. all bases. Yeah. 
Uh, but it, it's written really well. It's produced really well. It's filmed in multiple countries. And so we're on to, it's not season, and this is where it differs. It's part three, they call it. So it's one of those where the story kind of continues. Like in some of these things, you have the same cast, but a new storyline. Like right. American Horror Story type right. thing. Yeah, yeah. It's not right. that. Yeah. Right now, the same story. It's the line. same story. Now, I don't know if after part four, which was just released, they're going to use the same cast for something totally different. Right. Which is because the story is kind of ended. Uh, no. Oh, okay. No, right. no. The story's story's good. Still going. So anyway, Still going. Okay. so uh, another edit to your list, your Netflix binge watching lists. Um, billions. I never got into it. My mother loves really? that show. Really? Oh, that show is I've great. watched it here and there, but never. I mean, it's another really? show. It's just another. It's I understand. And last night on American Idol, you didn't watch? I just watched her video. And of course, good old Billy Joel. She knocked it out of the park. Julia Gargano was, uh, uh, honestly, the way I felt, she was the best performance of last night. So I did see a little bit where last week she was number five. And uh, they had praised every single person, person that ahead of her. And when she specifically spoke, they said um, that ever they were all good and young talent. So, uh, which yeah. last night, maybe there were some bumps from some of the comments that I saw from the judges. It maybe wasn't as. I didn't in think the, the performances. Uh, well, I didn't watch it all, so I'm not sure yet. I think they kind of got tied into. Because it wasn't like a free pick of a song. They had to pick a song that tied into their home, either right. their hometown or something that made them think of home. So, uh, you know, I, th I think they were good choices. But to me, by far, she was the best. And the, the girl that they saved one person. After they had the top ten, they did one save. Oh. She did Miranda Lambert's uh, The House That Built Me. And I thought she did a great job. And I, her name escapes me right now, but I thought she did a good job. But everybody was okay. You no, know, they were good. And Katy Perry came out with a. Did she have the same thing on again? No, she had a, a toilet paper thing. Oh, the toilet paper. Time. Yeah, I'm sorry. But yeah. then she took it off. So. Cool, cool. But yeah, she's just trying to make light of the whole situation. So, I, yeah. yeah. And she does. She is that person. Um, oh, so Lord, the governor me. spoke today. Uh, there was there was a little light at the end of the tunnel, a little update. It, it appears to be that we fall into the governor's plan of of our phase four, which if there's any inclination, that looks closer to a July opening. If if all is good, it looks like there's a 14-day window between each phase. Each phase, right. So starting mm -hmm. with May 15th and then two weeks and two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. So, right. As long as things stay steady, I, I, would, yeah. I would think that that's a... That's a fair projection. And he didn't, uh, there was, I didn't catch any specific conversation about our types of venues, but what I have heard in some of the, in some of that space, they're concerned about people congregating in recreation entertainment. And that's exactly which, what we've what, been talking about. Right. And that's exactly what they said, that phase four was going to be entertainment centers, movie theaters. Uh, and he, they, he keeps reiterating that uh, groups are not your friend, you know, that, being in a group of people is going to be the thing that they're avoiding the most. So, listen, do I do I think they're on the right road? Do I think that finally it seems like we are getting some, uh, I don't, I want to call it breathing room a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, it seems like things are getting better. Um, 
and we just have to keep moving forward and not get overly, uh, yeah, and not get overly uh, excited. excited or too far ahead of ourselves because we still got, we still have a way to go. Well, and, and the concern certainly is that, and it makes sense. Uh, if you looked at the, the federal government's phases, we would fall into phase one technically. And so around the country in some of the states, there are bowling centers opening. Uh, but to your point, especially here in New York City, uh, we have to be more. We have to be more diligent. So I, I get it. Do I want to be open tomorrow? Yes. Yeah. At the same time, we've got to be uh, be mindful of that. So it looks like our opening is probably closer to July as we stay. So uh, we'll see. We'll and it was the first like. time I heard them mention that uh, they were going to uh, look to businesses to have a plan in place of how they were going to deal with their reopening and right. business going forward. How are you going to deal with uh, social distancing or, you know, disinfecting and, you know, all of that. So, you know, at least we're having the discussion now, whereas right. two weeks ago there was no, dis no no discussion of, you know, we're not even going down that road. Well, no, because so. we're try trying to get to the reopen phase, right? So, mm -hmm. uh and we have, we've got some plans in place and we'll we'll take it. We still don't know what, even if, let's say it's a July opening, we still don't even know what that's going to look gonna like. What's going to be, right? Hopefully by then, distancing is still a thing, but uh, maybe not as prominent as it is today. You know, they don't, we don't know. But I'm, I'm assuming yeah. there's going to be a yeah. lot of those, but it just not, might not be the precautions we are today. We might right. lax a little bit by then, but we still have to keep that right. in mind. And, and, and that's the, exactly the why I believe they're doing it in phases because- you know, it gives them a chance to test the waters a little bit and see how stringent they really need to be. Uh, they're talking about this new tracking program that Bloomberg is helping uh, to come up with. And uh, so they'll be able to trace the cases more and find out if they're more concentrated in an area or they're coming from someplace in particular. So, so. Oh, we got, uh, Kevin, <laughs> very I, funny, Kevin. I did not hear the governor say no karaoke for two years. I'm just saying that is not what I heard the governor say. <laughs> I just saw that entertainment facilities have until uh, phase four. So nice try. Good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> that's your Wednesday night bartender, ladies and gentlemen, for those that are watching. Uh, and Brian, good question. Uh, yeah. So currently we had, the two USBC Championship Awards dinners, yes. the Staten USBC, and they have been rescheduled, both with August dates. Uh, again, still a little bit unknown, but we're planning, we're forging for. Uh, looked, I've, Nazareth, I believe Tuesday. It was the eleventh, Tuesday, August eleventh for the for the kids, for the kids, and then Friday, fourteenth, fourteenth for the adult for the dinner. adult championship dinner. So, oh, yeah. uh, both events the same week, August eleventh, August fourteenth, still at Legretti Staten. And we're going to celebrate all of our yes, champions. And we just finalized that last week. And, you know, we weren't really going to announce it till we saw where yeah. we were this week. So, so looks like we'll be able to, to go, forward, go forward with that. The adult dinner, we have a Hall of Fame. We, we actually have people being inducted into Hall of yeah. Fame, which yeah. an announcement will come later this week. Uh, and I think we're going to have the Hall of Famers on and have a conversation. That would be awesome. I think that'd be great. Yeah. Uh, we do have a guest with us today. Uh, this is not just a show about nothing, but we wanted to provide some update and have some conversation. Uh, Joe Laverde finally uh, was able to join <laughs> us today. We thought he would be uh, joining us last week, and he'll tell you he had a deadline to reach. So, Joe, thanks for 
for popping in with us today. We'll get him in here. Uh, yes, Brian, letters are going to be sent out as soon as uh, all the details are finalized. All of the uh, champions have already received save the dates for the original date. So uh, once we finalize the other awards, uh, everybody will get the same letter uh, with plenty of time to attend. I'm going to assume they're going to go out in July. Once we get closer to the date. Yeah, once we know Probably a little, five we know a little bit more. Out, right? We really don't, we, we're, as of today, you know, we're in phase four, restaurants are in before that, right. but we also don't know what a venue like a catering, be, hall catering hall is really going to look like. Right, right. So it could, we, while we have an event with several hundred people, yeah. could we, uh, we don't know. So mm -hmm. we still have some unknowns. We're planning towards it. We're forging forward. Yep. We want to, we want to have the events. We want to celebrate our champions, celebrate this past season. Uh, but just, you know, bear with us. Yeah. We know as much as you do. Uh, we don't know we don't have any inside information. <laughs> uh, there's no little bug in our ear. We're, we're trying. We're doing the best with what we've got. Uh, so uh, before we bring Joe in, we've been showing some old photos. I've got an old photo. Uh, this is pre Raps. This is old school old country, country lanes. Oh, okay. This appeared. So the Staten Island Advance does the old, the yes. archive pages, yes. and it's in the theme of the Advance. So uh, check this out. Oh. I, they, I don't remember the year on this article. Go ahead, get closer to the screen, Joe. Uh, <laughs> so uh, they were doing some utility work on Highland Boulevard, and if you look to the right, uh, you'll see the bowling bowl and bowling pin country lane sign. Uh, this is going towards the Verrazano Bridge and Highland Boulevard. Actually, probably Highland Boulevard looks like that most days. It does. There's not much of a difference here. <laughs> nope. Nope. There's not much of a difference except for the median not as wide, right? I don't think the median's as wide as... It doesn't seem like it, but sometimes you can't tell in a picture. Obviously, there was no car dealership here, but there was... Oh, there was that ugly blue building for a long Miniature period of time. There. Miniature golf behind us, yeah, Jim? Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a there is on this. What we're pointing as if you guys know what we're pointing <laughs> at, but I'm pointing out to Delaware Avenue, and so which is the right That's side of that picture. Yeah. So Jimmy says behind the bowling center there was a mini miniature golf course. That I don't remember, Jim. Yeah, it was closed down. Big skull. What year? Big skull there, 1978. Interesting. I don't remember. Till the night? No, no can't no. be. No. 78, it was grass growing there. It was abandoned. I remember a skull over there. Yeah. It used to be a big. Might have just been abandoned then. Yeah, it was you sure that wasn't on one of your walks, Piro? No, no. There used to be a skull over there for a mini golf. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> check it out. Back here. Country Lanes, 19. That was an old day. 70 something. Yeah. Pretty cool. When you and you, when you pull up that archive page, you know you zoom in and you try to you see different yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We've, we've got stuff. a couple of, of different different ones in there, and I like the uh, if you go back and look at the old tax photos, you could see the old building. Oh yeah, I do that. And about yeah. six months ago, yeah. they released another new another new match. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so in theme of the Staten Island Advance uh, and, and our guest today, so Joe Laverde, welcome to live from Rabs. Finally, hi Joe. Hey, Naz. Hey, Frank. How are you? We're doing all right. How are you? I'm good. I just want to make sure you, you understand that just because I'm on doesn't mean it's still not going to be a show about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Set us up for our viewers. It's, it's all good. It's all good. 
We've had several. We have a lot of shows about nothing because we could just sit here and talk all just day. But you know what? They still watch. <laughs> and they still come in and, and view. And they go on later and watch. And we get text messages. And they still. So that means they must love us, I guess. Right, Joe? Uh, absolutely. I, I think what you guys are is, is uh, phenomenal. You know, you guys started really quickly. And for, I'm, I'm, wor I'm home working. And I'm, in some ways, I'm busier than I was than when I was working in the yeah. office. So yeah. I can't tune in every day. But um, I, I have been catching bits and pieces and it's it's great that you guys are doing this because it gives people allows them to stay connected to you guys and um, and also give them something to do and somewhere where they can connect yeah. right and then of course we're not getting too crazy we know you're in lockdown which is why we're doing this <laughs> <laughs> oh and see Michelle says she loves us so there thank you, you Michelle we love you too uh, so Joe one you look nice and comfortable. How are you holding up? What's going on in the Laverty household these days? Uh, this was an exciting weekend because, first of all, we, based on a tip from watching the show last week, my wife and I, Gloria and I, did uh, we played bingo with the North Shore Rotary <laughs> Club Friday. on Friday night. And uh, other than the initial... Uh, anxiety over whether or not we were going to figure out how to connect since, <laughs> um, you know, we're not the most technologically uh, adept people. Um, we figured it out and we printed our, our cards out and Gloria actually won the first, uh, the first game. So, uh, but it was a lot of fun and that, you know, I, we told everybody about it. Uh, afterwards, and I think that if you guys do it again, if the Rotary Club does it again, we're gonna it's gonna blow up. I think a lot more people will do it. And, it and that segues perfectly. We are bingo, bingo, bingo night number two is this Friday at oh, a new wow. time at <laughs> seven o'clock. Hey, glad to do my part to promote. We're, yeah, Thank we you. appreciate it. It, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's hard because and every we got some great and no different than this, but we got some great messages uh, during the during the feed. And then afterwards, that people had some fun. So before we left here Friday night, which I was exhausted. Um, it was a long day for It you. was a long day, but I was just exhausted. And uh, I just looked at Christine and she goes, we're going to do this again next week, right? I said, uh, uh, okay. So yeah, we're going to do it again awesome. uh, Friday night. Uh, we changed it up a little bit. We're going to have some other, pro we're going to have some other prizes. We learned a lot from the first night. Uh, so it's a... Uh, it, it, it should be fun. And thank you. And your gift card just dropped in the mail today. All right. Great. <laughs> we, that's what we look forward. This, the things you look forward to now are deliveries from Costco or Amazon Fresh. <laughs> yeah. In the mail. And yeah. of course, when we get this stuff, my wife gets the disinfectant out and she wipes everything down. Wipes down. Yes. <laughs> and then you wipe down the place that they were on because, you know, it's snowing COVID-19. Yeah. Well, you don't want to take any chances. Right. Exactly. exactly. We all look forward to uh, getting an Amazon package. And in, in my neighborhood, uh, it's not just your own house. Uh, it's now turned into the whole block, the whole block uh, tuning into uh, everybody's Amazon packages. <laughs> uh, so when we see an Amazon truck, which happened the other day when we were outside with the front lawn cookout, the front yard cookout, uh, Amazon came and everybody was 
yelling to see who's getting damaged. Um, so Kevin, uh, Kevin and I were laughing, and all of a sudden, it's the, the guy stopped once, and then he stopped again. So now it's become the joke of the of Elkhart Street uh, about who's going to get the next package. So as a result of that, uh, in in the theme of what we're talking about, we've created Elkhart Street Bingo. <laughs> and uh, so we sent this to the neighbors, and this card is is almost full. Uh, uh, I mean, if we put some neighbors on here specifically, uh, they would have a full card. Uh, but it's just funny that you say that. We all look forward to deliveries these yeah, days. Yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> I, my block is the same way. I mean, that, that we pretty much have at any time a postal truck, a FedEx truck, or an Amazon truck, or a UPS truck on the block at at this. You know, at one time is seems to always be a truck out there somewhere. So, and it's not, and that, that's also like a game. You know, can I can I get a delivery? Yeah, you know, yes. How yes. many times do I need to refresh before <laughs> yeah. open up a slot? Before the time you know? opens up. I will tell you though, Costco's good now. Yes, I, I noticed that there was a there was a change last week that uh, they opened up a lot more slots. Yeah. So but with Costco, you know, I also found with I at the beginning I discovered that the more I tipped, the better chance I had of getting a slot. Oh. So let me ask you a question. When you get your delivery. Was your stuff in a box or a bag? A, a box. What the heck? I, ours was in a but he also tips everybody. Well, we do. Too, I now, had a big tip on mine. Apparently, something. my stuff was just like on my porch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I I, I was. Uh, a little shocked myself, but it, it is what it is. And as we're sitting here, I just got an update. Apparently, Amazon is back on my block making delivery back. Your new neighborhood is my old neighborhood. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I live on Corbin at the corner of Elkhart. Yeah, whenever you tell me that. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, I have to say, we're, it, it is a nice, it is, it is a nice neighborhood. We, we, we've, we were in Richmond Town, which was great. But I, I like here. We've got a great group of neighbors. Uh, it's it's relatively quiet, except right. for the school during. But it's really it's a, it's really a nice neighborhood. I always, you know, I live right across from the school, and I always liked living across from the school. First of all, we're having weekend parties. There's plenty of parking because you're not oh, yeah. in front of anybody's house. <laughs> but when we moved there, you also had the playground. So I was pitch. I used to pitch to my two older boys. Um, in the playground or play basketball with them. Uh, they've updated it. It's it's not as neighborhood friendly. Uh, we also used to where the where they're building the school now. That was like a downslope. So when the kids were little, if it snowed, it was a place to do a you know some uh, sleigh riding. Uh, so we have a couple questions for you. All right. Yeah. One is uh, uh, Red Baron says hello. Yeah. Okay. Uh, other question is in your years of coverage of high school sports, which coach was the hardest to interview and which was the easiest? Oh. Uh, the hardest to interview was probably Jack Tracy. And he didn't coach that long. He was a baseball coach at Curtis. 
Um, Jack had played professional baseball, and in fact, Jack should have been on the 1969 Mets. Uh, he was a second baseman in the Mets system, and I'm, there were, you know, there are different stories that I heard of why it happened, but they he got passed over by Ken Boswell, and Ken Boswell ended up being the second baseman on that team. Well, listen, Ken Boswell was Ken Boswell. Right. <laughs> Jack, Jack had a reputation for being um, kind of, uh, I guess, a hothead. And if you didn't ask Jack intelligent questions, uh, it, it was a little bit intimidating to you know continue the interview. Oh, what he would perceive to be intelligent. Right. <laughs> right. Because he was, you know, he played professional baseball and I didn't. So, um, you know, th I think from that standpoint, and it was, this was a long time ago, um, the easiest guy to interview, the easiest person to interview was probably Sonny Grasso, who was the baseball coach at Moore uh, for a number of years. Sonny was just uh, a guy who also played professional baseball. But Sonny was salt of the earth. Sonny, Sonny was the, was the best. Um, but you know, I go back. I left the advance in 1986. So the coaches that I dealt with were, uh, you know, we're, we're we're talking about going back. We're talking two Tom Tierneys ago, and, and yeah. you know. Um, so and I covered, you know, I did cover a lot of baseball and basketball. I didn't cover too much football, so. And I did cover bowling. You did cover bowling. Yeah. Actually, I forgot to bring, I have an article that you wrote about Ray, the 10-pin rap article. Uh, and it was um, when he first got the shop at Colonial Lanes. And it was a story about, it was working for Frank Bianco. And uh, it was interesting. It was it was nice to see it. I was, you know, I looked at the date and I was like, wow, that was a long time ago. <laughs> I think and I, it's also kind of cool when I come into Rabs and it's uh, at least the last time I was there, there was an article about um, about Rab uh, in the lobby. So I still see my, you know, would see my byline when I come in. Yeah, we have another one of your articles hanging up in, in the shop, too. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Definitely. Yeah, you're 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 still hanging around. You're still hanging around here. At least, amazing, right? It's just, <laughs> I mean, I left, like I said, I left the advance in 1986. Uh, I although I still did some bowling coverage because I was I, I managed to uh, get the New York Post to cover bowling once in a while when the pros were in the area, um, and I also uh, continued to work for Bowling Digest and Bowling Journal right. for a number of years. So. Uh, I was still doing, you know, I still had the opportunity to do some bowling. How, how long were you at the, were you at the advance? I started at the advance as a high school, uh, like a, the week before I graduated high school in 1969, uh, June of, I'm sorry, June of 1973. Um, I started there and uh, when I graduated college, I got a full-time job there and stayed there full-time until 1986 and i had an opportunity to go to the new york post and the timing couldn't have been better because as a met fan uh 1986 they won the championship so uh, <laughs> to you know and i loved the new york post i loved read you know the new york post was uh was my go-to sports section other than 
hours because I just thought the advance did a great job with, you know, uh, the combination of local and uh, yep. and high school and you know and college sports and the, yeah. and the pros as well. Yeah, and the people underestimate you know how difficult that is, you know how valuable like every inch of column is. Right. So to have a balance of all of those things with a local paper is pretty special. You know, we got, when I started out, um, at the advance, you, you basically, we covered the three major sports, uh, on a, you know, in the school, in the schools, baseball, football, and basketball. And you really only covered the boys sports. Right. And then, sh you know, um, we started covering, expanding to other sports, although I think we did cover track and cross country as well. But that, but then when the girl sports kind of exploded, it was like, you know, it was like double the, you needed double the real estate in the, in the section. Paper, right. Um, and other things did suffer. Um, our, you know, back when I was working, I started there, every little league game got a line score. Uh, wow. And bowling, you ran, you ran team results. Yep. And um, so it was like, it, it was probably like a half page of a, of, of a broadsheet newspaper page of bowling coverage. Yeah. And, you know, obviously that through the years, uh, the paper doesn't get bigger. Yeah. And you got to scare the space and things just started shrinking. It, 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 you know, it's sad because people really don't understand that it, it's a business behind that. And, you know, little by little, uh, I guess some of the uh, complaining, uh, I'm going to take into consideration the uh, Advance All-Star and some of the some of the complaints that were made to the Emo paper. Most, they're most, but they're emotional. They're emotional decisions Correct. because, oh, I Correct. missed out. I didn't have an opportunity to do something. And when you look at it from a business perspective, which is what they shared, right. it's not something that, hey, we have to focus. And so if you, you Joe, uh, Joe DiModio, when he was on, was sharing specifically, hey, right. we're down to a couple people. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't have the manpower yeah. to a go big, out. It's a, it's, it's a big, uh, big change. It's a big change in coverage. And it's not. And it wasn't just the advance, right? If it, no, it's it's, it's all print newspapers. media all over the yeah. all over the place, right? So, Joe, tell us about where you are now. I now work for, uh, you know, I worked for the Post from 1986 until the summer of 90, 1994, um, with a little break in between there when we were on strike and lost our jobs and had to reapply for our jobs. Um, but uh, I had the opportunity in in. Uh, in 94 to go work for the teachers union in New York city. And they put out a, a paper that came out uh, twice a month. And my old boss from the advance, Larry Moraldi was the editor. And he first brought me in to do some part-time uh, editing uh, in the afternoons. Cause he was still, he was building a staff at the time. Um, and uh, by the end of that year, they added a, another full-time position, so I've been there ever since. And now I'm the editor of the paper, and that's why I had a bail on you guys last time because doing the paper remotely is 
was we found to be uh, very difficult. Yeah, I'm sure. Especially when we got toward the end of of the uh, the process. Right. Because I I'm the only one who has the salt. Me and the designer. I I've always worked from home, so I was always set up to work from home. Not that you know I would go into the office every day, but if I had to catch up on nights or if I had a day where I couldn't get in for whatever reason, I always was hooked up to the system to be able to put out the paper. When we switched to remote, uh, when this uh, shutdown happened, our, our, my coworkers, our staff, they don't have, they're not hooked up to the system. So they would write their stories um, on in word and they would email them. And then I would, I put everything into the system, and so it was. A, it was very time-consuming in terms yeah. of putting in the raw version, putting in the edited version, putting in um, you know everything we do gets uh, that goes in our paper. Also, um, we run it by the union experts uh, because we don't want them. You know, they have to deal with whatever we publish. Yeah. So they we don't want them to be surprised by maybe we would accidentally publish something that's not quite correct <laughs> and uh you know um it's important to have them see it before it goes in so all those little changes uh i was inputting and also then when our proofreaders everything gets proofread three times i was inputting those changes so and then since we're dealing with shipping and everything from our homes you know every time you would call up a photo it's coming through a, a, a more narrow pipeline than when yeah. you're at work. So it takes forever for that to happen. Yep. Um, so that's why it was like when we got down to putting the paper out, we thought we were going to basically lock up on the Friday, but we couldn't lock up on the Friday. We worked till 11 o'clock Friday night. We worked all day Saturday and all day Sunday to get it done. And then finally we shipped on Monday to our printer, which is located in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Um, so it, when that was done, it was, it was like a few days where uh, I was kind of like disoriented because it was just so intense. Right. Focus yeah. on the laptop, you know, for, and the other thing is I get to do, um, I get to do these days is I get to write uh, a youth sports column for Staten Island Parent magazine which i know you guys have at the center yes, yes we do and um in fact one of the first columns i wrote was on uh uh the larsons and and uh um your granddaughter yep um you know sort of the larson the the, the brady bunch of bowling if i remember right yep. <laughs> yes yes what would you in your in your in your career what would you say was the most memorable story you wrote Mm. Uh, the sport in terms of sports. Yeah, go, yeah it, it could be anything. It could be anything that you wrote that really stood out. That was uh, that maybe made a name for itself, or I that think, you, you know. Really the, the first story I wrote for Bowling Digest, actually, um, it was uh, you know I had uh, made some relationships with the guys at the at the PBA because you know back then uh, when I started covering bowling was was the late seventies. And Johnny Petraglia and Mark Roth were both living on Staten Island. And they were two of the top bowlers at the time, you know, both Hall of Famers now. And uh, so when, you know, working for the advance, uh, 
I was whenever the game they were local when they would come out and do uh, the Long Island Open. I go out there for the weekend cover, and I got to know the press people from the, the Professional Bowlers Association. Uh, Jerry Levine, who was the director of operations at the time for the PBA, and uh, they recommend. Actually, it was Lyle Zykes who recommended to Bowling Digest. They were starting a new Digest magazine, um, Bowling Digest, and Lyle suggested to them that I do a cover story on. Um, the uh, the pressure of bowling on TV. And so I did, you know, so they inside me to that, and it was a cover story. And I had never written a story, you know, longer than probably, I don't know, 750 words, and they wanted me to write, uh, like, I think it was like 4,000 words. <laughs> That's a big jump. Yeah, and I was intimidated by that. Um, so I tried to, you know, break it into pieces for myself and, and do it that way. Uh, and, you know, so when I got it done, I was like really proud of it because it was way, way longer than anything I'd ever written. Plus it was the cover of a national magazine. Right. And, uh, you know, it, and it turned out okay. And so I think from that standpoint, um, that was the most excited I ever was to see my byline. And to you know, read the paper. That's cool. I bet you, if I go home and I look through the box of oh magazines, yeah, we, I'm sure. I yes. bet you, I have. Oh, yeah, I think. I and have uh, Lyle Zykes is still at it. Is he really? What's he doing these days? So uh, Lyle owns a bowling center in Illinois, and uh, he's still writing. Wow. Yeah, yeah so he's still writing for a, a Bowler's Journal. Uh, I, you know, th th there's a few of them. There's about there's probably a group of ten writers. In and out between the, between the, the magazines, uh, yeah, no, he's still he's still at it. Uh, good guy, really good guy. Yeah, he was a big help to me. He was a big help to me in terms of um, when I had to you know deal with the PBA covering their events, and and then in terms of uh, uh, connecting me to some of these other publications. That's awesome. So you mentioned before you're a big Mets fan. If nobody couldn't tell already. Uh, <laughs> So uh, tell us about your Mets fantasy camp experience. Well, if, you, if you're a baseball fan um, and you played a little bit, and uh, I recommend that, you know, if, if you get a chance to do these things. What I always tell people about Mets fantasy camp, and it's something I wanted to do for, I wanted to do for a long time, um, but it was expensive. Uh, it's $5,000, you know, for a week. Of uh, spending, you know, the, the the way the Mets do it, the Mets every team does a little different. Um, the Mets had at the time they had one week where you uh, the average Joe can sign up to go play baseball for a week and be treated like a professional athlete. You you have the locker room, you have your locker, uh, and the coaches are the former professional players. Um, Guys like uh, Ron Swoboda, who I've done it three times, and Ron is my manager all three times that I've gone down there. I don't understand why he keeps picking me. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, personality, Joe. Yeah, maybe. Oh, actually, I think the last two times was because my sons were with me. Uh, the second time, actually, when I when I went down there, I went down with my two older sons, and uh, they were two of the stars of the team that would we won our championship that year. Um, 
which was really cool too because you do the champagne celebration and and everything else. But um, but I tell everybody about fantasy camp is that you know it, it's the reason you you maybe are reluctant to do it is because it's five thousand dollars on just you. You know, it's not like my wife's gonna have enjoy this vacation. Um, but after you do it the first time, you say it's only five thousand dollars because you you it, that's how great an experience it is. Uh, you know, we get to uh, get to really know the former pros and uh, guys like besides uh, the old timers that I grew up watching, guys like Swoboda. Duffy Dyer, um, uh, Buzz Capra, uh, Doug Flynn, uh, John Stearns. You know, then in uh, the more recent guys that my uh, older kids would be more familiar with or watch play, like Mookie Wilson, um, Lenny Harris, uh, Doc Gooden. Um, you know, and it's it's a pretty long list of guys. I mean, there are ten teams down there. There are two pros per team, so that's like twenty, uh, roughly twenty some odd uh, guys. Doc Gooden is sort of the royalty. He doesn't coach any teams. He just kind of uh, roams the camp and sits and and everybody loves him. Doc is it's you know, Doc, Doc's had some some. Uh, difficulties he's had some challenges in his life but yeah. there's not a more down-to-earth uh friendly uh giving person than yeah. doc gooden yeah you know what i've i've watched a couple of uh of uh, things on on him and his struggles and uh you know you you almost feel like that's how he got caught up in it because he was so down to earth and trusting that he just kind of fell into bad ways. Well, I think he actually wrote about it uh, with with uh, him. He was he had a cousin who was a dealer, and Doc was hanging out with at his cousin's house, and uh, he was drinking because you know he did drink. And then once his guard was down, somebody asked him to try. And that started him on the, you know, on the road. And, you know, this was the 80s and cocaine was all over the place. And, uh, you know, he just got caught up in it in a way that he that he still has had trouble getting himself out. But like I said, he is a fantastic uh, human being. He really is a good, good person. Uh, he loves his family. And uh, he... Um, He's, he always has his grandchildren with him when he's when he's down at fantasy camp. One, you know, one of his grandkids, um, and he's just so easy to talk to. In fact, when I was uh, this year, I, uh, I Bobby Garzone um, is living down in Port St. Lucie. Uh-huh. Bobby came to visit me at fantasy camp one day, and I, I brought him into the locker room, and uh, he uh, I introduced him to Doc because Doc just happened to be you know passing by. And, uh, you know, he he couldn't have been more gracious with Bobby, treated him like he knew him his whole life, you know, took a photo of him. And even though Bobby said, I liked you, bless you, I liked you better when you were on the Yankees, <laughs> you know, he still was, uh, you know, uh, you know, really just friendly and accommodating with Bob. 
That's cool. That's cool. That's awesome. And, and then you, you guys get your own jerseys and, and baseball cards. Is that is that true? We get two uh, uniforms, a home and away. So during the tournament, you're either home or, or, or away, and we get real uniforms that the uh, you know that the players wear. Uh, the same exact uniforms. Um, there's going to be a change now because Major League Baseball signed a contract with Nike. So uh, our uniforms are, uh, uh, you know, we'll still be able to use them. It allows us to save some money every year because how many bet uniforms do I need, right? <laughs> um, you know, they're going to be, you know, now they're going to be made by Nike. But basically, like I have, I went in 2016 Mets went to the World Series in 2015, so I have that same uniform that they wore in 2016 with the World Series patch on it. Oh, nice! Um, you know, so uh, and then and then the, the second year I went um, when we won the championship, uh, <laughs> we actually got a championship ring. Oh, how cool is that? That's cool. So, uh, yeah, super fan. Yep. Who, who do you play against when you say you won the championship? Uh, we play against other guys like me. You know, it's it's like the uh, uh, the average guy can just sign up. You pay five thousand dollars, and uh, you go down there the first the uh, the first day you're there. They have a welcome dinner the first night. Uh, Monday consists of uh, sort of a tryout in the morning. One hundred and twenty guys are trying out. Uh, the professionals, the born professionals, are are grading you. And then when we're eating lunch on Monday afternoon, they're picking their teams. Drafting. Oh, that's cool. So then they come out at the end of lunch and they tell us whose team we're on. And then Monday afternoon we start playing. So we play Monday afternoon. And this year was a little different because they were doing construction in Port St. Lucie. Right. Um, but we normally on a normal week, you'll play Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday morning. And then after Wednesday morning, they determine the playoff format, who qualified for the playoffs, and they'll play uh, the quarterfinals on Wednesday afternoon, semifinals on Thursday morning, and the championship uh, game would be uh, Thursday night on uh, what used to – now it's Clover Field, I think. Um, it was First Tradition Field, right, right. Uh, First Data Field when I played on it. Um, but you play under the lights on the big field, uh, in the championship game, and then, uh, you know, when when it's over, uh, you celebrate like other teams do. You know, other other championship teams do on the mound, and they bring out they have a uh, champagne for us, and we get uh, we get shirts immediately automatically. You know, they they bring out these shirts, and we put them on right away, just like they do in the big leagues. So, so you're basically playing two games a day, yep. pretty much. What position do you play? Uh, this year I caught. I was uh, I felt like I could do the least amount of damage as a catcher, and mm -hmm. I had the equipment on so I wouldn't get hurt that bad. The tools of ignorance. Exactly. <laughs> uh, there's, there's, no stealing, there's no stealing, so uh, I don't have to worry about making any throws. All I have to do is catch the ball and be able to get it back to the pitcher. That's a lot of squatting. Yeah. Uh, well, you, what you do is you learn. What I what I learned was. I haven't caught in really 40 years. Oh, my God. And now, this year, I was picked on a team where I was the only catcher. So mm -hmm. we were a little concerned that I'd be able to get through the week. And after the first day, 
I was pretty shot. But we, we do have, you know, they have uh, cold tubs where you go in and you kind of get your, you know, get uh, rejuvenated, I guess. Um, yeah. uh, and I learned to pace myself as the week went on. I ended up catching, I think, 38 innings for the week. Um, Dr. Dr. She, uh, who was on my team, he's uh, a lot of doctors go to fantasy camp, believe it or not. Uh, they're doctors, dentists, uh, a lot of guys with money. Yeah, I was going to say, they're the ones with the money. <laughs> uh, anyway, he, he uh, split it with me one day so that I could get a break. But the day of the, the playoffs, I actually played. I caught two games, That's and in the semifinal game, I couldn't run, but I was too proud to ask for a runner. You're allowed to, you know, since a lot of us are older, I'm 64, and there are guys there older than me, uh, if you get hurt during the week, which in, which happens to probably half the guys down there, you're allowed to have a runner. So I was too proud to ask for a runner, and I, and I got a base hit to left field and was thrown out at first base by a lot. <laughs> and I just couldn't run. Duffy Dyer said to me, Duffy Dyer goes, you better hurry. <laughs> first base. And I just couldn't move. I, I, I tried. A lot of, I mean, I don't, uh, when I was younger and I played softball, I caught for a while. And that's a lot of squatting. And, that, and that's, that's a lot. That's a tough position. I, I enjoy it. I love, you know, you're, you're in the, you're in, you're the, in the, the time. Yeah. And, but I learned to, you know, what, what I decided to do was I, caught on one knee since there's no stealing uh, worry about crouching um, very hardly anybody bunts uh, there's only one problem a guy hit a pop-up in front of the plate in the semifinal game and I and and I tried to get up twice and I couldn't get up and Subota, Subota, Ron Subota, who loses his mind every once in a while over things we do he started yelling at me like why didn't you get up? And I, I said, I, I tried. I, I tried twice. I couldn't do it. <laughs> and he, he said, you know, he just like laughed. He goes, oh, I guess you told me. Uh, you know, before we're done, I want to show you this. Yeah, go ahead, show. Oh. Oh, that's bowling ball. Now, this, this looked, maybe Nazareth would remember who used this ball. Anyway, uh, uh, Earl Anthony. This was the Earl Anthony ball. The wow. Ebony. Uh, I forget what the name of it was. What is it? Iroh balanced Magnum Six. That's what it was. Oh, and, and Earl, it had Earl's, it has Earl's signature on it. But I, because of Rab, uh, Rab had invited Earl to do a, a demonstration yeah. uh, at Bowling on the Green back when he was there, and uh, so I covered it and. We went out to dinner that night, and anyway, Rab signed it for me, and he signed it right here. But you can't really see it anymore because my wife decided to clean it. And when she when she cleaned it, she wiped off the signature, and then she hid it from me so I wouldn't know that she uh, got rid of the signature. So I had Earl's autograph, and obviously I can't get it again. Um, she did the same thing with the Mark. I had Mark Roth when my son was a baby. Mark Roth autographed a picture, and uh, she she uh, I put it in his drawer. And I also that year covered uh, for the advance. I covered the sport magazine uh, 
NBA MVP, and it was Magic Johnson. So I got Magic Johnson to sign. It was my son's birthday. He signed, happy birthday, Joe, best wishes, Magic Johnson. And I put it in in the drawer, in my son's you know drawer. Uh, I mean, he was, a, a, I think he was one or two years old at the time. And my wife threw out the Magic Johnson autograph because she didn't know who Magic Johnson was. And I guess it was taking up too much room in the drawer. So we had, but she did keep Mark Roth's autograph because, you know, that was the important one. Oh, well, something got salvaged. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I was, it's so funny. I have some really good pictures and photographs from uh, that day at, at my dad's pro shop. I'm actually going to, uh, if I do, the, let's see if I think I could do this. Uh, I've got a, uh, I got video just pulled up. Check this out. And it looks like it's that, bowling, well, it's not that specific bowling ball, but. We don't know. It could be. I mean, it could be. Well, I know. I will tell you, I got this bowling ball from your dad. Yeah. So uh, this was inside the inside the pro shop. Uh, Earl was there. Everybody came and uh, got some bowls drilled. Did, did it? I know. Yeah, it's cool. Oh wow. Uh, this goes. I have the video is from. I don't know who took the video that day. Uh, but there's a really good video. Oh, Joey G. I think it was oh. Joey G because Joey, Joey also took uh, a Polaroid of me with with uh, Earl that I still have. Yes, it probably is Joey G. Uh, and I think he's the one that gave me that the video later on. Uh, I got to pull it out because I should put that up on. Uh, I should. I should. I should post that. That was, there's just a little clip in that one video. Uh, pretty cool. Yep. Uh, and I and I love hearing those stories because everybody that yeah. who's still around that talks about it. That. Uh, Joe Lombardo recently posted a picture of Dom and, and Earl uh, inside the pro shop. That, that was day, a big so. deal. That was a big deal. It was a big deal. So what? Somebody else in our feed, uh, one of our guests, who's also been to fantasy camp, says that they even have mock trials for misconduct on the field. It's called Kangaroo Court, <laughs> and uh, Bobby Wine and and uh, Doug Flynn dress up as uh, judges, and uh, they're a little inebriated judges, but they come they, and they fine us for different infractions um, that might go on during the week. This really sounds like a lot of fun. It really, I, it, it is. It's it's you know you have the Kangaroo Court, you have. Uh, you know, one of the first year I went down there, um, I was we were talking to Edgar. My wife and I were talking to Edgardo Alfonso uh, after um, after the Kangaroo Court, and I was telling him that my daughter wore my daughter Nicole, who played at Moore, uh, she wore his number on, on softball, and he said, uh, "Call her up." So <laughs> we FaceTimed her, and she wasn't expecting it, and when she when she uh, got, when she answered the call, there was a Gato Alfonso's face. And she had a mouthful of food, and so she, you know, she uh, she got, she swallowed whatever she had in her mouth, and then she had a, what she called the best FaceTime ever. Yeah, I bet. I, that, I, that's how great these guys are. They they are so accommodating, um, and it it really is a lot of fun. They treat you. They treat us. Really, you really, I mean, between the training staff, 
they have hospital for special surgery, um, uh, physical therapists down there working on us. We have access to the uh, jacuzzi and the cold tub, and uh, we get, you know, if you if you injure yourselves, you're you're uh, have they work on you right away if you need it, and get iced after the games and. Whatever the, the beer and soda, whatever you want to drink is there for free, and we get fed. And it's just uh, we really, it really are treated like professionals for a week. And you make some great friends as well. I mean, uh, we have a Facebook page. I think it was two weeks ago, uh, the guy who runs the camp got our cards because we do get we get a video uh, of the highlights of the week, and we get baseball cards, which we get like 300 cars. I have no idea what I'm going to do. With, you know, with, uh, um, I, I sometimes give them out as an autograph, autograph card, just as a joke. But they did an un, they did an unwrapping of the cards, and and everybody on the, you know, we had a huge turnout of guys on Facebook Live or Zoom um, for this card unwrapping, and the guy, everybody is just it was great to see everyone and uh it's just a it's a great fraternity of guys and the amazing thing is you know they they increased it to two weeks and it's basically within it sells out every year before people even get a chance to try to sign up for it because the same guys come back every year and they come back to see their their buddies uh not just for the experience it's great that you know. It's great to meet the pros, but you make really great friendships. We see each other at the at City Field during the year. Um, guys have uh, become very very close friends where they travel and get together, and um, there are people from all over the country. So uh, it, it really is. Uh, it's been a great. It was a great experience for more than just the obvious reason. Right. Well, I'll tell you, I'm a little jealous. Do any women have any women? Yeah. Yes, there are. There's there were two women who, you know, that I know of that did it all the time. Now, one of them is Wendy Shotsky. She's from upstate New York and she's actually a Hall of Famer. Uh, Wendy, I caught with this year because we both throw about the same distance. We both can throw about 60 feet and that's it. So, um, but. Uh, Wendy plays, and then there are a couple of uh, women who are really good players. Uh, I think they played um, a, a, on the Olympic team. It's I'm really not positive, but two really good women that that have played the last couple of years. And then there's another. There are one or two other women that that have been coming down for the first week. So we had four women um, in our camp, and they play with the men. Uh, the Camper, uh, the guys who run the camp before this uh, COVID, the whole this COVID mess started, they were going to run four weeks this year, uh, next year, and one was going to be a women's only week. Uh-huh. But the women, the women who play with us, uh, they want to stay with the men. Yeah, I bet they do. <laughs> I bet they do. <laughs> and they, you know, they they're uh, they're great addition. I mean. They're great additions to the to the uh, the whole week, and you know, even though like maybe they're not all 
the same uh, level in terms of uh, ability. You know, most I would say a good part of the men also struggle. Uh, you know, there are younger guys who who are still playing, but you know, there are there are there are guys in their sixties and seventies. Um, you know, uh, who you know we struggle. I always say that the the most important thing is gets them. Doesn't matter if the guy can play or not if he can run. But that's important, right? Because if a pop up is hit ten feet from you, you can't run for it. You're not going to catch it anyway. Right, right. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hey, we have a we have a uh, we have a, a real question here from from the audience. Um, be careful how you answer this, but uh, Joe, uh, <laughs> who's your favorite kid? Oh my god! Do you, you want to take a guess on who asked the question? <laughs> I see you. I see it's my daughter. <laughs> Well, she knows that Willie is my favorite. <laughs> Willie is our favorite. And actually now Michael is probably the favorite if you ask Nicole. So. That sounds good for you in our house too, depending on the day, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, we, my wife and I have really been blessed with four great kids. They all do different stuff. You know, they're not alike at all. Um, and uh, my wife did a great job raising them, and we're proud of all of them. That's awesome. That's good. Yeah, listen, in this uh, climate, it's tough to raise kids. You know, you'd think you do everything the right way, and, you know, you just hope for the best. But, yep. yeah, yep. blessed. I think, I think, you know, like I said, my, my wife has done a, a great job, and uh, – we are, you know, we're lucky too. And, um, you know, I always felt like if you give them the right foundation, you know, we, you know, we all did things that we shouldn't have done probably growing up. But if you, uh, there may be different challenges for different people. But um, if you give them the right foundation, they eventually come back to it, you know. Uh, and we're, like I said, we, we're, we're a real close family. Um, when we went to fantasy camp, not this year, but the year be last year, the whole family was down there. So, um, you know, we we just really are uh, a close group, and it, they, they are really our, pr our pride and joy, all four of them. Oh, I'm so sweet. That is sweet. Are they, are they, they're all Met fans, right? All Met fans. There's no choice. That makes it so much easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no, in fact, uh, I have season tickets with my three oldest. Michael, you know, just graduated college a year ago. So um, it's not really in his price range yet. But uh, with the other, the older three, I've, I've got season tickets with the three of them. We have a 20 game package. And for, I always say that um, I love going to the ballpark, but the best thing about it is that I know that for 20 games, I'm going to get to see my kids. They have their own lives. Yeah, I know this is guarantees that I'm going to see them. I'm going to spend some time with them. That's right. You know, games out of the summer. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> uh, your friend Kevin Rourke is, is, says, poor kids. <laughs> <laughs> poor kids that they're Met fans. Real nice, Kevin. Real nice. <laughs> hey, Joe, thank you so much for, for joining us yeah, today. Yeah, thank you. This was a lot of fun, guys. I, I And, you know, uh, Again, thank you guys for doing this. Thanks for the the Rotary Club for doing the the bingo. 
um, will be in it again this year, this week. And, um, you know, thanks for thinking of me. No, no. Thank oh. you. And you're going to, you're going to, uh, Naz tells me you're definitely coming back. Yeah. I have a, I want you and Joe Demodio to come back at the same time. You know, Joe and I never worked together. Uh, I, I, I at the advance after I did, after I left. Uh -huh. but, but I know Joe because he went to school with my sister. Oh, uh, I did. He was on that more Catholic champ, uh, team that won the baseball championship. Oh. And I was working at the advance back then. So, Yeah, so I'd like yeah. to have you guys on together just to see if there's, you know, your different uh, perspectives. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Works. All right, we'll make that happen. Yeah. Hey, Joe, thank you again. We'll, thank uh, you, we'll catch up with you soon. Okay, this was fun, guys. Thank you so much. Thank all you, right. and stay Be healthy, well. all right? You too. You too. Bye-bye now. Let's Bye. go, Mets. Let's go, Mets. <laughs> should have asked about should have asked about the baseball oh, Hey, wait a second. Hey, Joe, 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 you there? Hey. Yeah, I heard that. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm what, very good at thinking of questions. After he clicks, after he says goodbye. Every, every time this happens. Every time. <laughs> uh, so uh, what do you think about ba the upcoming baseball season? What's, what, what, what prediction here? What, what do you think? Yeah, I try not to get uh, too worked up in things I can't control. I just kind of hope for the best. Um, my kids are into more into the speculation of what, what it's going to, you know, what's going to be. Um, my gut feeling is telling me there is going to be baseball. Um, my gut feeling is telling me, you know, my, my it, that it's going to be start without fans in the stands. Yeah. Um, my youngest guy actually had a really fun idea. He said they should put iPods on all the seats and uh, or iPads on all the seats and you watch the game from your seat from home. And then you also have the volume, so you you cheer from home. And maybe that pumps some cheering into the stadium. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know if they could afford all those, you know, especially the Mets. I don't know if they'd spring for all yeah, the Mets are not paying <laughs> for it. That's not happening. Uh, but yeah, I think I think there'll be baseball. Um I, I like the most the, the current uh iteration where they break them up by uh geographic region where the Mets and the Red Sox and Yankees and Orioles are all in the same division. There'll be three. There'll be three divisions. Um, you know, it's it will be kind of interesting for the year. Kind of messes up postseason awards. Uh, yeah. If Jacob Degrom wins a third straight Cy Young, how, does it count? I mean, right. Uh, but you know, I I could see them also doing some kind of limited uh, fans. You know, letting fans in on where they sit, uh, they only sell certain seats and you have to stay in the seat you're, you're sold that you purchase and, and maybe the vendors come to you uh, at some point. Um, if they're going to open bowling alleys in, in, uh, in July, uh, I, you know, I think that at some point we've got to start getting together. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, that's what I'm hoping for. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm dying for some live baseball, you know, yeah. uh, even the little, you know, I would, I would go watch the little league. My, my grandson was supposed to be his, his 12 year old year his last year in little league. And right. that's not going to happen. And, um, you know, uh, it's, it's just it's 
all, all the baseball fans I know are are going through some serious uh, anxiety over this, and, and yeah. uh, hopefully, and I think there will be, you know, at some point. Um, we'll just have to we'll have to wait and see, like everyone else. Yeah. So, what do you think about the A Rod uh, rumor? Any any owner is better than the current ownership. <laughs> I think it's a commonality throughout okay, baseball yep, for us. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but I was still, I still, I'm still got my fingers crossed that Steve Cohen will yeah. will jump back in. That would have been the uh, that would have been the best scenario. But hey, listen, maybe now who knows how things shake out? Now you know, so maybe the price goes back down. Well, they've already cut their employees' pay, so <laughs> uh, they they you know. Oh my! Yeah, we'll see. Okay. All right, Joe. Hey, thanks Thank you. again. We will. Uh, we'll catch you later. We'll, All right. We'll we're, def we're definitely done now, right? Yes. Yeah. I won't, I won't call you back. <laughs> we'll catch you later. Go by, by the way, Naz, I do the same thing every time I finish an interview with somebody. I, say, I should ask them this. I should ask her that. Oh, so I understand. I'm in good company. Then I feel good. <laughs> late intelligence. It's called the late intelligence. That's right. Thanks, Joe. Be safe. No, thank you, Joe. He's great, and yeah, we definitely need to have him and Joe Demodio come in. I'd like to see the hear the perspective of the different so different time frames of writing and then different people. Yeah, and how the paper was different when they were both there. Right. You know, when in their era, Joe's focuses a lot of the online content versus paper. Some of it gets some of it gets is prepared for paper, some yeah. of it online only, yeah, vice versa. Yeah. Uh, so it certainly is a different, and then the people, uh, I, I didn't get to ask Joe, but when he comes the next time, I want to ask him We specifically, you're, you know, Hey, you've done some great interviews across anything, but let's talk about bowling. Right. Um, right. Hey, who, and then now compare it to yeah. what if Joe's what, got the same perspective. Joe or, right. Joe, it's, it'll be Joe square. The Joe show. It'd be Joe Joe show. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, centers around the country have been opening in, in different ways uh, based on what their local municipalities and cities are allowing. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, but, you know, we'll, we'll be back at it soon. Thanks, Joe. Uh, that fantasy camp thing is, is really interesting. Sounds crazy, right? I mean, yeah. I remember being a little kid and reading, well, not a little kid, a younger person and reading about it. And uh, I was always like, oh, that just seems like... Well, fantasy camp. Yep. I mean, it is the exact properly named. I just think it's a great idea. Listen, if you can afford that, and, you know, your significant other doesn't mind being dragged <laughs> there for a week. And maybe, listen, or maybe get, that's getting you out of the vacation. house for a week. Yep. Right. Maybe that's a great vacation. You go play baseball all day and they'll go to the beach or do whatever else they would like to do. You never know. I'm sure that's what happens. Yeah. Hey, uh, the, our meme of the day, of course, in theme. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. May the fourth be with you. Who thought of that stupid joke? You know anyway? what? That came up around the same time. <laughs> I think. Uh, oh, maybe if this is older with uh, Justin Timberlake. It's going to be May. It's going to be May. Yeah. Oh. I feel like that came along around the same time. Um. Yeah. Kevin asks a good question. So. Uh, He's asking if we talk to other owners through the Bowling Pride Association or, or uh, groups, and what they're what, what are they saying it's like? 
Yeah, I do. Uh, so we've got a, a small group of proprietors that, that I talk to on a daily basis. And then uh, through some networking groups, uh, we hear and have conversations. Uh, BPA does facilitate some of that for us, which has been great. And that's where we've made the relationships. Um, it's all, they're all over the place. Uh, we talked a little bit about it the last couple of days. One, you've got centers in Oklahoma that are opening. Uh, in Nebraska, they could have people inside the bowl, they can have people inside the bar as long as they're serving food, but can have less people in the, in the bowling space. Uh, there are centers that are preparing for social distancing with literally plexiglass walls between pairs of lanes. Um, there, there are a lot of different things, all positive. Everybody's looking forward to getting back to opening, uh, but it really depends on on where you are. You know, you have biz the business takes a, a precedent over the decisions that you make. Your overhead costs, and could you run it? In some cases, can bowling centers run at fifty percent capacity, right. which would be every other pair or every other lane? Uh, I don't know, but it, it that's those are the conversations that we're having. Who's talking about extra? taking the extra step and sanitizing, providing opportunities. We've got some great uh, tools that have been set up for bowling centers. And, uh, you know, it's still learning process. We don't know. So the cool thing is that since we're going to be, well, I believe we're going to be of the, of the yeah. end and the last to open, uh, we're going to have, we're going to hear all the horror stories. We're going to hear all yeah. the good stories. Right. And uh, we're going to learn a lot from that. So there's, everybody has an opinion. And so it also depends on where you are geographically, definitely makes a difference. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, I don't know. But yeah, we're, we're definitely talking. We're learning with others. They're in the news. Some bowling centers have done really well uh, at 50% capacity. Uh, some centers have opened in Georgia and have nobody coming in the, in, in the center. Uh, in yeah, because I think you still have to deal with people's fears of being around other people. Yeah. And I think that there's, yeah, it might be a little hump to get over there. There are obviously people that, you know, are like ready to get back at it, you know, but, you know, there are, uh, you know, people who are uh, worried. Yeah. And then there are centers that are opening that are legally not supposed to be opening uh, oh. in certain areas. And you see that a lot in this, the sunny states. Um, and, and we do pride ourselves in keeping a, a clean facility. And so, yeah, it's ramping up a little bit more, uh, just, just, Changing focus, and which is what we did right before we closed. Yeah. Uh, hey, just a little focus, making sure that people see certain things that we're doing. So we're talking about all the measures. I think it's more pr prominent for our open play business, for those that don't have their own shoes, don't have their own bowling balls. I think those are the people that probably will think twice. Um, but I don't, you know, they we don't, don't know. know. Don't people know. want to get out of the house. So they're going to have to do something. And we can't live scared forever. No, you know, you can't. we have but to be it, it's living in the moment. Be a, it's right. It's going to probably be a different way of doing business yeah. at some point. It's, you know, somehow, somehow. Yeah. And, uh, and we, th we appreciate all the, uh, all the great comments. Yeah. And uh, we Absolutely. know we've got a great community around us uh, within and around us. And uh, we know we're going to do the best that we can. It's not going to be easy because we don't know. Yeah. Uh, our overhead is tremendous and we don't know what it's going to look like and what it's going to, what we'll have to do. But like I said, I'm, I'm optimistic because it'll be towards the end. We'll know a lot more what's going yeah. on. And uh, again, I don't believe we can, we can, we live in the moment for sure. Yep. We can't live scared. Yep. We have to go out about our daily business and we need people to, to be out building immunity. Cause that's the other challenge. I think that's going to yeah. be created. Yep. People have to be around other people. So we'll see, but we're, you know, we're working on it and uh, we're optimistic and, 
excited to get back open because this is crazy. Uh, this is not what we anticipated, no. but uh, no. we'll get there. And uh, we, we really need your support. Yeah, so we, we definitely do. Uh, we do. We appreciate all that you guys do. Uh, and even just watching and, and listening to us vent, talk about nothing. Uh, <laughs> but we're excited because we've got another week ahead here on Live from Rabs. We've got some great guests lined up. Uh, we will always talk about food. We'll talk about bowling. We'll talk about what's happening in our community around us. Yep. We have been extended to at least May 15th, knowing that uh, the, the if we are truly in phase four, we've been extended past that, but we don't have a date. Yes. So we don't get excited we'll because see. nobody's given an, a, a true extension date. But when we get an extension date, Naz, that's when we celebrate. Oh, yeah. We'll have a, <laughs> we'll have a little party. Oh, uh, hey, it's, 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 it's been real. It, well, that's what we do here. We keep it real. You know, we don't only, we're not only real, we keep it that way. So thank you for, for tuning in today. Like and share. If you, uh, yeah, like and share and subscribe. Make sure you get that notification when we pop up every day. If you're watching us later on, uh, sorry you didn't get to join us live, but thanks for tuning in today. Yeah, and uh, we look forward watch. to seeing you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Until further notice. Uh, yes, that was awesome.